This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's hour three of the GBAC Nation on 105.3. The fan looks like the storm has started here on Central Downtown where we broadcast from 75 and Fitzhugh. Got the uh, the rain definitely hitting the windows here, and, and uh, we're going to get quite a bit of it over an inch of rain here over the next 12 hours or so. Could be a, a little bit of a wet Saturday as well with storms in the forecast and uh, hopefully drying up or early next week starting on Sunday. That's the outlook. General at your service. There's Broadus. You got Lucius Alexander, the Pimp Cup, Master Control over there. Wolchuk is in attendance. Chief's out. He's, uh, he's taking a, a three-day weekend. Salute to the Chiefs. Send him some love on social. Carter Freeman's coordinating your video, 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, Brian's got some insight here to uh, the defensive coordinator scene uh, for the Cowboys. They are now looking for a head coach, uh, I mean, a, a, a defensive coordinator to go with their head coach. And if this gets, uh, you know, a petered out a little bit, I have Mavs, I have Rangers, I have World Cup uh, content man, for you, Brian. Go for it. Go for it. I, I, the thing is, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm back-channeling some stuff <laughs> With the commanders and things, some people I know there to see if they'll they'll get back on me with that. And then I've just got off with some texts with some folks uh, within the organization, and they 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 haven't heard anything either. So, kind of just working a lot of phones, and nobody's really hearing anything right now on this. Uh, other than like I said, I I you know, knew that Mike Zimmer, uh, his interest in the job is legit, uh, but uh, we'll see if maybe in the next. Uh, Next, next few texts maybe somebody might know something different here. They don't really have to be in a hurry, hurry for this, do they? They can no, let it go for the next couple of weeks. No, and but the thing about it is I kind of felt like that maybe some business will be taken care of because when you get to the weekend, the league does not want you doing anything to interrupt the news cycle for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So if I wouldn't be trying to rush into it, yeah, though. that's if, what I'm saying. If, we don't need yeah, to do this if, next week. We if can, you if you don't if you don't get it anything, if you don't hear anything this week or excuse me, the end of this week or tomorrow, then maybe, you know, it's going to be something after the Super Bowl week. They just don't want you to interrupt. Just do it. some interviews next week and then you make an official announcement after yeah, the Super Bowl's that's, done. That's kind of where we're at. We yeah. do have 12 candidates. Blog and the Boys did a really nice job putting together an article with, uh, you know, the, the 12 most likely people that the Cowboys could be picking from. You know, the question, who do you like? You know, what are you looking for in the next defensive coordinator? What do you want to avoid? And, and maybe even before that, how much does it worry you now that the Cowboys have to get this done? Before you answer that, Brian did say something in the opening segment, and Woolchuck, I believe you co-signed on this. Uh, Mike McCarthy's not going to be heavily leaned on for I, the hiring process, yeah, I, is he? Yeah, I, the, the thing that I, you know, you just wonder about with, I, I think this is, I think this is going to come down to, I'm not going to say that Mike doesn't have a say, but I want, you know, with the fact if they were, if they were going ahead and doing this, just name Joe Witt, the 
defensive coordinator. Yeah, right. I mean, know? it seems like Mike, I think, wants Joe Witt, but I think the pause for not initially announcing that, if they wanted yeah. to, they could have done that yesterday, right. which means that they're not necessarily sold on that idea and want right. to their due diligence to maybe find another guy that they do like. Yeah, that's that's where I think you got to kind of keep an eye out for what's going on here, that you know, maybe they have some other people in mind. Like I said, there's people that have reached out to the Cowboys about it. I'm interested to see uh, the 12 names that Blogging the Boys has here, but I, like I say, the one that I know for sure that would absolutely love it, and I'll repeat it for about the 50th time, but that's what I do here, is that Mike Zimmer, he he would love the opportunity to be your defensive coordinator. Well, I you know, I, I think that would be one that, that Cowboys fans could at least be like, okay, cool. You know, yeah. but the thing that's concerning to me is that we're excited about the idea of moving on from Dan Quinn. I, I just don't know how you can get there. I think right now we're in a holding pattern, hoping that the Cowboys, who do not have a great track record, can find a defensive coordinator as good as Dan Quinn. Well, good luck yeah. finding somebody better. Yeah, that's the thing about it is with, with you know, do you with this hire, though, to me, if you're the Cowboys, you got to give let Mike have the opportunity being he is in the final year of his deal. But maybe the Cowboys are not to that point where they, you know, if, maybe if you go out and get somebody and they're saying, well, I need a two-year deal. And the Cowboys are like, no, we don't want to yeah. pay. We don't want to pay somebody a, a year to take off if, you know, if you're if we make a change there. So, yeah. so it's, it's going to be hard for Mike to sell people like come for the last year that I'm here. The Cowboys yeah. can sell from a much better spot. of they hey, could. If we like you, you're our hire. Well, you're not the lame ducks hire. Comfort, comfort for the Joneses, as we talked about last week, is really, really important. And, and they know Mike Zimmer. Yes. You don't know. And, and they've interviewed Ron Rivera before. Right. I'm sure they have some type of relationship with Ron Rivera. He's another guy that's going to come in for an interview. And then we've mentioned the name of a Mike Vrabel. Now, that's a guy I don't know how much of a familiarity they have. I well, think he would be interested in the job. And I think the selling point for a Mike Vrabel is, if indeed he did not, uh, Mike McCarthy, that is, have success, yeah. maybe that's someone that can step in, like we've talked about with Dan Quinn, well, and become your future head coach. Yeah, that's the problem. Mike's, in a, Mike's really in a bad situation because if Mike all of a sudden gets paranoid and doesn't want to hire a guy because he thinks it's going to be the next head, you're already at that point, bro. If yeah. they're thinking about firing you at midseason like they did Wade Phillips, you're already gone. It doesn't matter who you're going to bring in. You might want to bring in the most qualified guy, whether that's a Mike Vrabel or Mike Zimmer or, or whoever you want to bring in. Exactly. There's no time right now to be paranoid about your job. And those names would be exciting, I think, but you need to find somebody that can accentuate your strengths as good as Dan Quinn did. And I think that that's one thing, and, and I've, I've seen it across social media. People, there's some Cowboy fans that don't like the idea of Mike Zimmer because he's an older coach. He's been around for a long time, and he hasn't been with the Cowboys. He hasn't been a defensive coordinator really since, what, 2014 when he got the Vikings job. But yeah. that's something you can look at and say, this is a coach with a track record similar to Dan Quinn that has found a way to make the most of what he's got on that defense, find a way to put his players in position to excel. Accountability, I think, is the number one thing. They, you know, if, if you're one of those, if you're a Cowboy fan that doesn't think they're tough, they're not tough enough and they don't have discipline and they don't uh, have any, uh, you know, any teeth to them, Mike Zimmer gives you that. Mike Zimmer, I mean, I, I've worked with Mike. Mike is a pain in the ass. He really, really is. And But the right kind of pain but, in the but, ass but, that but, you need. But, yeah, he, he is a, he's a guy that's not going to let things go. Just, you know, and, and Dan was very much a player's coach in that way. You talk to people in the organization, a lot of respect for Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn was not going to sit there and get on the players about the way that they played. 
you know, he was the one that was going to probably take the responsibility about, okay, this was on me, that, and this, that, and the other. I, I don't think that Mike, Mike is not going to pass the blame guy, but he is not going to, he's not going to let things just go unchecked. I mean, Mike Zimmer's only been out of the league for one year, right? Or two years. Two yeah, years, and, two years and, since he coached. You know, some people will text and be like, well, he's been out of the league. Why hasn't he got a job? Maybe you should do some research and look at the guy's personal life. Just do a quick Google search. All right. The, the dude did lose his son uh, to alcohol, and he's lost his wife as well. So, I mean, that might also be a reason why he's had opportunities to coach if he wanted them. But personally, he hasn't been ready until now. The internal candidates here, uh, Joe Witt Jr., you know, and that's. That's a name that I I would I'd love to see. I think between him and and Mike Zimmer, you're you're looking at you know a, a couple of guys who would have a a good chance of keeping the momentum going. Um, but this is a big blow for me. You know, I right now the Joneses and the McCarthy uh, connection gives me no confidence. I think Dan Quinn kind of fell in your lap, and now we're trying to make this hire after a lot of the hires have already happened and staffs have been filled. You know, you're kind of coming into this late. Dan Quinn gets the final head coaching job. Now he's looking to take your assistance, and you're looking at, out into that sea where, uh, um, you know, it's a, a lot. There's already been a lot of coaching movement. I love the idea of Wink Martindale. You know, I think what what they needed against Green Bay was more of a sellout to get to the quarterback approach, and I I think more aggressiveness with the personnel that they have now could. Um, you know, uh, allow them. Obviously, you're you're playing a risk reward game when you get up there. How about Sean Desai? Uh, is he a, a good candidate for you, Brian? Ooh, no. Uh, I mean, you just well, he, saw him crash and burn. With yeah, the in Philadelphia, and maybe his second time around would be better. But I think it's too soon for him right now. Okay, then you go to Ron Rivera, and I think you're going to get a lot of the same reaction that you got uh, if you from get, Zimmer. If you gave me a choice between older coaches, Rivera or Zimmer. And I guess I'm saying this because I know Mike Zimmer. I'm taking Zimmer. How about Brandon Staley? That name's interesting to me. Maybe too much to go be a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, he had success with the Rams, and he does know Sean McVay. That's what makes me a little bit curious. The Rams just had to hire a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. I felt like Brandon Staley might just go right back to the Rams. The fact that they didn't bring him back right. makes me wonder, like, huh, is there something up with Brandon Staley that I that we maybe need to look into? Yeah, he's one of the young coaches that I don't think uh, has uh, many people clamoring for him right now. You got Clint Hurt, the guy that uh, worked in Seattle uh, from time to time under under Pete Carroll. You have uh, Mike Where did Zimmer. He, he just got a job. He's defensive line coach with somebody, right? Clint Who's Hurt. This? Clint Hurt. He just he left Seattle. Oh, to go. he did. He went to go be a defensive I think the Eagles. Yeah, he's a defensive Let line coach see. with the Eagles. But yeah. I mean, that would be a promotion, so that he would, definitely yeah, could yeah. take the job. Yeah. Uh, Mike Zimmer, the eleventh name mentioned here, and then uh, Mike Pettin. Yeah, that's a three-four uh, yeah, guy. That was yeah. uh, from the from Mike McCarthy's time in Green Bay, and yeah. that did not end well uh, in Green Bay. But hey, that's a relationship and a guy that's been a former head coach, which seems like that's something that uh, the Cowboys like in their defensive coordinators. Yeah, I, I just got a word from my guys at the Commanders, but they're saying they they are they're kind of in that mode right now too that they're. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. Uh, they've been told there's been no hire yet because I specifically asked about about Joe Witt, and they said there's been no hire yet. Uh, but my source there also mentioned that they've maybe talked to Joe Cullen is another guy there at uh, at the with the Commanders. So that's uh, if if they're talking about other potentials, maybe that they feel like that that Joe might stay. 
if they're thinking about other guys. So we'll see. Yeah, we are really going to see. And with this organization's history of bringing in defensive coordinators, whether it was Monty Kiffin, uh, you know, Rob Ryan, Mike Nolan, you know, I've, I've seen these things happen where, you know, you have big dreams and big hopes and you're bringing somebody in and the Joneses are comfortable. And the next thing you know, it is blowing up in your face and you feel like you're you're worse than what uh, the names on the paper say you should be. I think this is a, a highly concerning moment and, and something that I think could stop the Cowboys, you know, uh, th- three season streak of making the playoffs. I, I, I absolutely am cringing now to see what is going to transpire in maybe the next couple of days or a couple of weeks with this Cowboys coaching staff. And I'm just hoping to hell that somebody over there is paying enough attention to find one of these defensive coordinators who is at the absolute peak of understanding what it takes to stop the motion. Okay. The motion run game is getting you crushed. And as Brian Brada said very expertly in the opening hour, it's not that big of a problem for the smart teams, for the well-coached teams. The motion running game is absolutely torturing the undisciplined defenses, the the teams that have not given the, the motion its due respect when it comes to its ability to totally wreck game plans. Cowboys not doing enough of it on offense, and it is getting them killed on defense. The guys that understand this, are coming from places that have had to defend the most exotic of offensive schemes. And they didn't just say, oh, well, I guess our players should play better. They figured out exactly what it takes to get those wires crossed of those kinds of offenses. And just this last year in the NFL, we finally started to see the results of all their hard work over the last four to five years. While the McVeighs and Shanahan's were taking ideas from college and implementing some of their own and pushing us into a new offensive era, it was testing the defensive coaches, and it retired some defensive coaches. It exposed idiots amongst defensive coaches that hadn't changed much in decades. But there's some smart guys out there now that have, have taken what the Shanahan's and McVeighs threw at them, and they're fighting back in some pretty compelling ways. So I have no problem getting an old guy. Just make sure if it is an old guy, he understands this. Now, there's somebody on this Cowboys coaching staff, Brian, that went across the hall, they talk about it the bye week, and helped the offense make some adjustments that made them more modern, more multiple. Mm. Whoever that guy is, if my last name is McCarthy or Jones right now, this is our this is a, a, a guy that we can't let go with um with Dan Quinn. If he's not ready for a coordinator role, if he's not ready to 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 move up, this is the dude to talk to, Cowboys. Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, you're out and about, you're in your forge, you're driving home. Who was that guy that on bye week said, Hey, your offense is way too easy and predictable. You should look at what like a lot of the other passing games are doing as far as routes and motion. And they look great for six or seven weeks. I think they made tremendous progress evolving their offensive scheme. Who is that guy? That's the guy that you need to lean on more and you need to have consulting you significantly in the process to naming your next defensive coordinator. Or, I mean, heaven forbid you got to go outside the building because outside the building is a total crapshoot. And it's probably going to be a, an, an old guy that likes the same scotch as Jerry and Steve. You know, that's, that's, that's with how I'm leaning. You got lucky to have Dan Quinn, a guy that's been to a Super Bowl with two organizations and a guy that kept you top three defensively. I think this is an epic loss that we've experienced over the last couple of days. Okay. I mean, it's one where I think people were just wanting change. When yes, they, at, were missed, they were mad at the loss. Right, it, it, it's because of the bad taste in our mouth after what we just witnessed against Green Bay. And Dan Quinn deserves criticism for that. But you're right, over the course of the last three years, there's been way more good than bad. 
I, I do think if you wanted to get creative, we're seeing teams dip to the college ranks. If yeah. you just wanted to interview some guys, Glenn Schumann, defensive coordinator at the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia, yeah. Another name that's interesting, Phil Parker, University of Iowa. He's been their defensive coordinator there for a while, was their defensive backs coach previously, just won the uh, Broyles Award for best assistant in the country. Has he been over there 20 years? Uh, I think in total, yeah. He's been he's been there for 13 seasons okay. as defensive coordinator, so he's yeah. been there a long time. But that is a program that wins with defense. Hmm. All right, we got to run, Well, Chuck, where are you taking us next? Uh, let's do our top 10 at 420 National Tater Tot Day. We've got the top 10 best Fast food side dishes of all time. What's your favorite fast food side? And is it the tater tot? That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. Look at this. We're one hour from what you're drinking and what you're thinking. If you're cracking them, set a reminder. It's time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. You or a loved one's been in an accident? Contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online over at truckwreck.com. Now, here he is, Zach with an H, the Wooly Bully. Thank you very much. We're going to get to the top 10 best fast food sides of all time on National Tater Tot Day. Uh, I do want to mention that... Man, this was a story that I found a couple of days ago. I thought it was rather funny. It's a, it's a mix-up. This happens. Like, sometimes you ever accidentally get sent something that's not for you, and it's a mistake in mail or delivery. And this happened in Hollywood. Tom Holland, who does play Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was mistaken for Tom Hollander, who is another actor, actually was in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean films. And Tom Hollander said, I checked my email. And he got something from the agency saying payment slip for first box office bonus for the Avengers. Uh, And that's not him. He's not in the Avengers movies. It was an astonishing amount of money. It was not his salary. It was his first box office bonus. Not the whole box office bonus, just the first one. And it was more money than I'd ever seen. It was a seven-figure sum. I would have just kept that and said, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to pocket that and move forward. But I guess he did end up getting that to Tom Holland. Um, but I wouldn't mind accidentally being sent did to Did Tom Holland deal. buy him some golf clubs I or a so. bottle of scotch? Clearly, he's, I mean, if that's just the first box office check he's getting, not to mention what he already earned by starring in the film, he's making a lot of money. A lot of money. Well, these actors and actresses do make a lot of money. What, $25 million a show? It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. Uh, I do want to say, Lucius. I don't I know what I would do. Uh, to be honest with you, I have no clue what I would do because I'm just 
I'm so used to, hey, if you have money, think of something awesome to buy. Yeah. Or, you know, you're in the process of saving up for something in the not too distant future. How about more money than you should spend, right? Mm-hmm. Could you get into that mode? I don't know. Most people that win the lottery can't get into that mode. So of, you buy the Apple Oh, my goodness. Thing. I got another $1.2 million. Okay. Is, 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 what are we getting this week? Is yeah. it a Ferrari? Is it a Lambo? I mean, do I want a chalet in Switzerland? What are we doing here, guys? Maybe eventually get bored of it. I don't know, but that would be absolutely amazing. I would love this. Lucius, I do have a new show, though. It's amazing. What up, though? I don't know if you've watched it yet. Masters of the Air on Apple TV? No. I do have it in the queue, but I have not clicked on it. It's good. So there's only two episodes out. It comes out every Friday. So the third episode is out now, and I'll probably watch it later tonight. But it follows uh, It's It's Tom Hanks. It's Steven Spielberg. It's the third series. These guys series. are bomber pilots, right? Yes. So they did Band Dude. of Brothers. They did the Pacific. Masters of the Air is about the airmen uh, that are fighting in, uh, the German fighters. It's incredible. It's really, really good. The Metzerschmitz. Yeah. it's. I'd recommend it. If you haven't checked it out, give it a watch. It's badass. It's incredible. I, I definitely would have died. I mean, that's what it makes me realize if I was born in that generation. Would you have been like a gunner on one of those those I don't know. 29s, like, like below in the bubble. I probably would have been turret uh, swinging I probably around. Been the, the the dude that does get stuck there, and the next thing you know, if you get shot by yeah. an enemy yeah. plane, yeah. you're freezing to death. Yeah, uh, that probably would have been. But I would have been drafted. I, I've got to put my name, my birth date I'll in there. I would not have that. lasted. Landing gear doesn't come down, and they can't get you out of there. And it happens a lot in that show. Yeah, they have to find a way to land these planes. Yeah, where you know the guys are trapped. Uh, the left engine's yeah. dead, yeah. and they've got to just go ahead and do all right. It's crash landing, boys, and they've yeah. got a special way that they do. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's a badass show. My my only saving grace, I think, in the military or in a drafting situation, is my body would break down before the end of boot camp, <laughs> so they would assign me a desk job, probably. That might be the way to go. Yeah, and, and these, these guys are like director. complaining about having the desk jobs. They're like, no, 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 oh, I want to yeah, be out there yeah, with my guys. Yeah, they, they don't like it. Yeah. They didn't. I mean, it really is the greatest generation. Those dudes are doing things none of us could dream of doing. All right, let's get into our uh, list here. I mean, they're going AWOL to rejoin their guys on the front line. Yes. That's what Band of Brothers was. After you know. having like an arm amputated. They're like, yeah. get me back out there. Give me a gun. I'm still going out there with my boys. Shoot. It's unbelievable, yeah. uh, the toughness that, that these men had. All right. Top 10 best fast food sides on National Tater Tot Day. Now, where do you guys have the tater tot in your side items when you go out to eat? Or you, if they give you the option, fries or tater tots, do you lean tater tot or are you always going for fries? Can I ask this question before I answer your question? Yes. Would you take the tater tot? Have you guys ever done hash browns with your steaks? No. Mm-mm. Like you've never I have not. I've d- I, like steak and eggs for breakfast and then you get a no, side no, of hash no, browns? No, 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 no. Like, like you're eating a steak. No. But you're getting the hash browns instead of a baked potato. Mm-mm. You do sounds hash- like sounds wonderful. It does like, sound wonderful. Yeah, like yeah that, th- think about that the next time if you could do that instead of getting just a big a- baked potatoes are great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but but also think about like the hash brown as a side item to your to your potato starch is what you're thinking about. Okay, there. but yes, I love the tater tot, and the only reason I thought about the tater tot and hash browns because I grind up my. Tater tots. There we is go. What I do. You know, I'll go either way. It's it's usually a case by case basis, depending on how good your tots are and how good your fries are. Yeah. Okay. I will say, uh, JC's Burger House, the uh, the one in Plano that I grew up going to, has some outstanding tater tots. Those are probably my one seed, but the Sonic tots are very very good. Where are we going uh, with your side, and then the tater tot conversation, Lucius? Uh, my favorite side out here is at Long John Silver's, the fried clams. Whoa. Yeah, Never bro. had them. That's on the side. And I love them. I love them. I love them. Uh, I like the tater tot, too. I wish more restaurants had those. More burger places and whatnot had those. Yeah. You know, uh, fries are okay with me. 
Tots and rings are my, my group. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. You get a good burger with, like, a, an extra crispy tot. It's delicious. Yeah. It really, really is. Some of the honorable I, mention, yeah. I think tater tots is a very good breakfast item. It is. I mean, that's to me. And that's I, usually I, most like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. They serve the tater tots. A lot yeah. of these places will do the tater tots in the morning, but they won't have them all day, which I think yeah. is a miss. Yeah. I really do. Uh, chili cheese tater tots over chili cheese fries from the 469. Hash brown casserole with steak. There you Ooh. go. That's a text that comes in. There you go. Do mod Speaking sticks of, counts? They do. Spe- oh, yes. And mod sticks are probably. They do count. Probably my favorite. Yep. Do do the do the chicken fries at BK count? It's somewhere between a chicken strip and a fry. Maybe it's an entree. Maybe it's a side. I don't know. They absolutely do. But uh, I, in I'd fact, make they're, they're going five. to make the top ten. Oh, yep. let's go! They're going to make the top ten. Thank uh, you. The, the chicken fries at Burger King are, are apparently beloved by the world. A nice biscuit at one of these chicken spots. You know, that's a top fiver for me. And I haven't I haven't gone to the detail of, of ranking my favorite biscuits, yeah. but you know the KFC one, the Popeyes one, Popeyes one does slap. Church is good. good. Yeah, uh, sweet potato fries being texted in. Popeyes red beans and rice that's also very very good. Seasoned curly fries getting texted in. Popeyes red beans and rice has been the same for years. Thank God they Never, they, they have not switched up the recipe or anything like that. Gotten cheaper with the product is still good. But Ambrose, shout out to it. you, Popeyes. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cajun right. style fries from Five Guys. Is listed on here. You've got uh, waffle fries from Chick Fil A is honorable mention. Mm. Baked beans at KFC. I didn't know that they had baked beans. Maybe this is just like certain locations do them. I know the KFC on, uh, is very popular there. They KFC. had them when I worked there. Yeah, I think they're still there. Ninety-one. Okay. Uh, sweet potato smash fries from uh, Smash Burger are on here, and then the Wendy's chili and the Wendy's baked potato are also honorable mentions for your top 10 side items. Wendy's does have uh, interesting items. There's no question about that. Good it's variety. A, it's a, yeah, variety. We do have weird good combinations, yeah. Uh, I'd like to also throw in the egg rolls jack-in-the-box. Those are quite good. For a fast food egg roll, not bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you know, jack-in-the-box is a heaven for side items. You know, the spicy tiny tacos, one of my personal favorites. You have given a Although it ate like a meal. Yeah. Yeah. It ate like a meal. And yes, the jalapeno poppers from Sonic, also very, very good. Oh, William's Chicken Corn Fritters. I'm a corn fritters guy. The Chicken Express Corn Nuggets, those got texted in. I am down for that as well. Love a good corn nugget. Number 10 is the mash and Cajun gravy from Popeye's. Number 9, we got the Chick-fil-A mac and cheese. Can I ask a question about another Popeye's item? Mm -hmm. You guys wouldn't do the dirty rice then, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll mix it up. I, I, I don't think I ever get the same side at Popeye's. I usually go ahead and mix it up. And like it's typically not always their fries. I'll usually go with the, the mashed potato and gravy. I'll go with the red beans and rice. I'll go with the dirty rice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the mac and cheese is the second thing you mentioned, number nine. I feel like there is an element of mayonnaise or something in there that just, it freaks and me the, out a little at bit. At the Chick-fil-A one? Yeah. It kind of tastes there. like Stouffer's to me. Okay. And I worked there, and I'm not a huge Chick-fil-A mac and cheese guy. I do like the top, though, where there's just a little bit of burnt cheese. Yeah. That thing's money. Man, we had a customer that would come through, and that was, like, all she wanted. We had to specially go ahead and make this for her. We're, like, we're scooping just the top shavings of this mac and cheese, and that is all she wanted. she pay extra? No, but she would wait because we had had to pull her forward and have her wait there for a little bit. I think So nobody else got that on theirs because she she got it all? She would kind of screw it, I think, for the rest of the people in that batch until that batch was out. Of course, we'd make another one, but she was kind yeah. of bleeping the other. Did people. we have this discussion about what part of the brownie you eat? Yes. Like, was it? Yeah, uh, Chief's like the Chief's like the middle for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he wants. You were the edge, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Fried okra being texted in. 
Uh, number eight is we've got the Jack in the Box onion rings, which are good. They are very, very good. Number seven is the chicken fries from Burger King. Bang. There you have it. Boom. They made it. Oh, uh, another honorable mention because I didn't. I don't know that I've ever had these. They might have just been in the UK. Did, you get, did we ever get these twisted dough balls from Domino's Pizza? They're like they look like garlic knots almost. Man, they've run so much stuff out, and I stopped paying attention in about ninety three. I don't know if we got this or not. Uh, but number six is the mozzarella sticks at Arby's. Apparently, they're better than Sonic's. I don't know that I'll I've tell had you what, Arby's I don't think sticks. I've ever had anything other than a beef and cheddar at Arby's. Can't go wrong with Arby's is pretty damn good. That's I a good just, mod stick. Is I don't it? know. Yeah, I don't know how you how you compare and contrast with Sonic. But. I did get because uh, they had the burgers. They had like their well, I can't remember what it was called, but they came out with their burgers. Arby's has seasonal. a burger. Yeah, it's seasonal. Mm. Uh, it and I got it from my dad. He said it was delicious. And this thing was huge. I mean, you talk about Arby's, you're not always thinking burgers, but I think that thing got pretty good reviews. Number five is the Sonic Tater Tots on National Tater Tot Day. And number four, we got Wendy's fries. Now the fast food game. No disrespect to Wendy's. I do like Wendy's. I'm not really thinking about their fries just being at the top of the game. McDonald's supposedly has the best fries. McDonald's right? does. Uh, Wendy's, I mean, they're good. Is that the sugar salt they use? What's the That's con- Wingstop. Okay, what is what makes McDonald's fries so much better than everybody else? That's a great question. Is, it, some, is, it, is uh, it something to do, do they fry it in a different kind of vegetable oil? Maybe it's beef tallow. Beef t- that boom. That could be. That could be the call. They also have a special potato, and yeah, they're very particular. It's not a potato. It's not a potato? No, I'm just saying it's probably not a potato. Cat Williams said he's never seen a McDonald's potato before. <laughs> Honestly, Cat's so. probably onto something. I, like, I think like the what be- the hell's in those nuggets? I don't care. I'm still going to eat them. It's got to be the beef tallow. You're right about that. I think I did hear that. I think we have a, a guy on TikTok who does this. He like breaks down some of the codes, and I think I remember seeing a video where he talked about the beef tallow. Maybe we got somebody that works at... Uh, McDonald's little text in. Ooh, Mexican street corn from Cowboy Chicken getting some love. That looks good. Uh, number two, three is the halvesies from Burger King. You could get half onion rings, half fries. That's known as, uh, that was Frings. Frings. Yeah, who the, else? Who did Frings? Was that Jack ja- in the Box? That's Jack in the Box from the 1970s. Hell yeah. Let's Frings. go Frings, baby. Frings, yes. I'm in on that. More of a Gus Fring guy myself. Gus Fring was the man. Uh, Jack in the Box curly fries are amazing. That's being texted in. Wendy's new fries are the bomb from the 682. Okay, maybe they up the game. Oh, they got game. new ones, huh? Maybe they up the game. Number two is the animal style fries from In-N-Out. That's wow. the only way to get them. Otherwise, I'm not a big fan of the animal. They're the In-N-Out fries in general. The most unique fry in food. In and out. Yeah, because they don't, it's just potato. They're What's just the, real potato. They're not seasoning. No. They get cold very quickly. Is that what animal style means? Animal style no. is when they put on uh, the Thousand, Thousand Island, Island dressing, cheese, uh, grilled onions, and I believe some meat is on there as well. That's animal on style. On the fries? On the fries. It's pretty damn delicious. Wow. I will eat that. Okay. It's like a salad a little bit there. Yeah, a good fry salad. Fry salad. But number one, best side in the fast food game is indeed the McDonald's fries. That we have. The number one seed, and it's—I mean—they're it, always good, and they're relative—they're pretty consistent. I don't think I've ever gone through McDonald's and been like, "Damn, those were bad fries today." Maybe sometimes they're a little chillier. Yeah, I like them a little warmer, but overall, McDonald's fries do slap. And that's your top ten. Thank you, Wolchuk. We have historic facts and stats to know for the Super Bowl coming up next. Best active quarterbacks that haven't won it coming up at five o'clock. And uh, we're back here with you. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great one. Yeah, Monday night, we'll be uh, heading off to Las Vegas, side of the Super Bowl. And 
begin our coverage next Tuesday afternoon here live on Radio Row. A lot of fun things happening in the Pro Bowl games yesterday. C.D. Lamb, um, you know, getting the accolades for dominating in dodgeball. He can catch it. He can he can dodge it, and he can throw it, apparently. C.D. Lamb is uh, maybe more talented at dodgeball than football, if you could possibly believe it. My other favorite event, though, is the center snapping event. Brian, I'd love to see you get in on this one. Yeah. They got a board behind you with different holes in it, uh-huh. and you got to you got to fire them into the different holes for points. They're, yeah. they're they're different sizes, they're different angles. How do you think you would have done there? Very poorly. If we were talking today, uh, maybe in nineteen eighty six, yeah, I think I'd have been okay. I I I think it's just a matter of I could I think I could teach anybody how to deep snap. So with some of the holes being a little bit higher, it's about launch angle. So with your so your rear so what you have to do is you have to get a little bit higher, you, you make your rear a little bit higher and then you can hit the launch angles where you can hit that five point box and then yeah. you know and then and then it, you have to bend your knees and sit down a little more to make sure you get the lower ones. Now are you looking through your legs at those targets or do you just kind of trust where they are? Oh, what you do is I would always look. Yeah. The most important thing is when you're a, a long snapper is you always have to be able to finish, and the thing you want to be able to do and a lot of these. You know, the rules the way are now, the centers don't get hit on the extra points and field goals as much. Uh, you know, they still get blocked on punts and things like that. But I always was I was taught that you finish with your thumbs to the punter. So when you snap, you, you snap your wrist, and then the thumbs go towards the punter. So when you finish, you're just like, that, that. So that way you get the spin. And, you know, what you have to do, depending on if you're right or left-handed, Use your other hand as the guide, the guide hand. And what I used to do is I'd take my middle finger and put it down the seam of the ball hmm. and then twist it and then then that way, then pop the wrist and then throw my thumbs. I think you might have been able to get these guys in your prime because they had like real centers basically doing long snapper jobs. Yeah. It seems like two different jobs. Yeah, yeah, Jason Kelsey struggled with this. Yeah. It did I saw, not look I natural. S- I saw him kind of fire one into the five five hole one, though. Yeah. But that he was did. A, he, he had some high moments. He yeah. did a one-handed one where I thought, you know, that he was pretty good. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I think you'd have to, you just have to adjust your launch angle to where you're uh, to to be able to hit those various holes. Did you ever get called for a false start moving the football or anything during your time? No, never did. The weirdest thing that ever happened to me in a game, and I, I think I've said this on the radio. It was a there was a guy at Mississippi State. God, what was his name? But anyway. Like in in like before I was snapping, so I'm setting my hands. I'm getting on, you know, getting the ball set, and he's throwing like bits of dust. Oh, that's right. Yes, a grass and dirt on my <laughs> guy on my guide hand. There you go. Like he's not saying it. he's just. You see him in his stance. He's flipping grass onto my hand. Yeah. And so like you know after the game, I was like, man, I mean I. I've never had anybody do that to me. You know, he's like, oh, they mess with me. I'm like, well, yeah, I did. I, I've never had anybody do that. Yeah. But, yeah, the very first very first snap I ever had in my life, we faked the kick. We faked it. We, we did a, a shovel forward on an extra point. Mm. So you're sitting there like you go into a game, and you're like going, okay, well, we're going to fake this one. And now you're not because if you mess it up and, like, roll it back there or bowl it back there – there was a teammate I have, Todd Tomlinson. He's an insurance salesman down in Miami, Florida. He sounds like one, by yeah, the way. Todd, Todd Tomlinson. His, his, dad, Tomlinson there, yeah. his dad's name was Odie, <laughs> and he worked for Allstate. So Odie, Odie Tomlinson, Odie Allstate. Oh, they take his, you out for a round of golf. His, 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 son, yeah. his son, Todd, 
to this day, Todd has a he has like a uh, a hook finger like Baldinger. You know, oh, Baldinger's yeah. got that jacked up finger. Yeah, so does at, Raj. At Kentucky, I pinned his finger, his his pinky finger between the ball and the block. We used Ooh. to we used to have those kick those blocks those those where you had the kicking block. Yeah. So I pinned his finger and it and it busted. And Todd, because your snap was so firm, it was no, it hit the ground. Oh, it got he he smothered it. He smothered it at oh, the. Oh, that's block. on him. That's just bad hands. No, it was bad snap. Okay, maybe both. He sm- no, it was bad snap. <laughs> he smothered it and got it on the block, but it busted his finger. And to this Ouch. day, he's got a hook. Yeah, and he never I got, got a it. little bit of a hook too. Yeah, well, no, his is it, it's it like, is his a bad like, one. A, like yeah. a C. Yeah, you got to go get it reset. Yeah, he but he never did. He never did. Mine happened down with the Mavs. Uh, after they won the championship, you know, they had to strike the next year. Mm-hmm. And to get the media back in the building, they did this little fantasy camp where you could go practice with their coaches and stuff. And I hadn't played in probably five years at that point. And they had this little scrimmage at the end, and I reached out to catch the first pass. And uh, I forget who threw it to me, another member of the media, but my pinky caught it straight on, broke my finger. And yeah. I was like, oh, crap, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep playing. Well, I ran over to Rick Carlisle, and he looked at it. He's like, yeah, you broke it. Just, you know, get some buddy tape on there and, <laughs> and get after it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep playing, you know, because it was my only uh, a chance to play for Rick Carlisle. Uh-huh. And uh, it was special. It, it really was. But that that hurts. And it left it, it left me fairly crippled. Look at that, Brian. Oh, just look at, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. There's a bend. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah little just, bit. D- didn't get it set. I like how he told you to get back out there. Yeah, he's like, you'll be fine. Like, yeah. you're really part of the squad. <laughs> you got to earn that check. Hey, man, get yeah. back out there, man. Get broke of it. You know, yeah. just tape it up. You're good. Yeah, I signed a one-day contract with Rick Carlisle yeah. that day. It was get cool. Get back That's out awesome. there, man. Get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, I can't believe I, yeah. I got to be here with you idiots. <laughs> Coach, look. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys that <laughs> – uh, man, it, it was great, though. Daryl Armstrong and, and all the assistant coaches there were, were definitely made it a day to remember, even though I was horribly out of shape. I thought I was going to throw up. Are those camps fun? Yes, yeah. See, we we had a deal. We had a camp like in Green Bay for like you brought you brought the you fans? back with the old, well the old Packers. Oh, like they, cool! Like, you, like, like a an fans, alumni game, like an alumni. Like they would take you out on Lambeau Field and you could run plays and Bart Starr would throw you the ball. That's and, pretty awesome. And you, yes, get, and you get to run. You know, you get to run behind the fame Packer yeah. line, and it looked like those guys were always having fun. And then they'd have like at night, they had the big story, the story time thing, where you'd sit around and you'd grab a couple of cocktails. And they would tell stories about playing in the games. The yeah, they, they games. threw us out way before we got to have a campfire or any cold beers or anything oh, like really? that. Yeah. But um, it was it was really neat, you know, because you're getting timeouts called and you're going and an actual coach yeah. is, you know, coaching you up a little bit. They had a shooting coach come out and, you know, of course, he told me I was throwing line drives at the rim. <laughs> I said, man, I, growing up, my favorite player was Clyde Drexler. I just did what he did. Remember Clyde Drexler throwing I, those? Yeah. Those line drives, they'd hammer off the back of the rim. And I, I could never get that fixed once I started shooting like that. I never had any good arc on my shot. Um, but, yes, I would highly recommend it. I, you know, I, some of them that, that aren't media-related are, you know, big money items. Um, yeah, this, so, these, these people, this wasn't cheap to go hang yeah. out with the, the, oh, old, sure. the Ice Bowl guys. Yeah, so when I, I knew that, and I was like, well, I'm never going to do, do something like that. But then the, the email showed up. They were just looking to, like, kill Fill time, it, I guess, it, yeah. and reconnect with their their media friends during the during the strike. And and uh, it was just perfectly timed that they had just won the championship because the vibes were there, just like they are around the Rangers right now. All righty, uh, Nation, it is time for the 
five o'clock hour. Of course, the expressway is now coming up in 25 minutes. It'll be a what you drink and what you think in Friday. What would you like to do next, Wolchuk? I'll hit you with some football's finest. We've got the best active quarterbacks to never win the big game. How would you stack them? And some good news an injury data world for the NFL. Do you buy this? That's next. I want to chat men's tea clinic with you, though. You know, we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.